Wrestling Mayhem. What you know about that? You don't know nothing. It's your homie Dry Nipples in this piece. Wrestling Mayhem, the one and only. DC Dub, holla at your homie. The weekly features in the steam machine. PJ Bozak, Tizzy, and the green team. Ric Flair's wearing the crimson mask. Hardcore Holly and his brother Crash. Superstars in the X Division. I wanna watch Raw in Leader Vision. Tommy Dreamer, the innovator of violence. Came with a mask and the silence. Mushroom Boys up top, that's a joke. M Dog 20, he broke the second rope. Steve Carino is a bloody mess. Why the fuck is Vito wearing the dress? Samoa Joe, Abyss and Zan, Senjay Dutt. Visceral Rikishi have some big old butts. Taz and Bam Bam went through the entrance ramp. Mick fully is the hardcore champ. RVD, Mr. Money in the Bank. Remember Tugboat, he was a tank. What? That's right. TNA, EC Dub, DC Dub. All that shit. Even the women's. WEW, remember that shit? Mickey James. She's a hot piece of ass. Well, It's, uh, it's, it's known as the Woo, okay? 
Now it's uh, it's it's full homage to this guy named Ric Flair, and he does these chops like, across the chest, really hard. And as soon as everyone does that, everyone in the crowd goes woo because that's what he does, right? Now uh, we want to bring that to you. We want uh, we want you to feel the same excitement that we feel. So uh, if everyone, I'm gonna, the, the woo, not the chop itself. The woo. We're not gonna be beating people, but uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give a chop. Everyone, give me a little sample of woo. Okay, ready? Very good, very good. But I think it can be better. Uh, Chad, stand up, please. Um, Trump's our remedy in the chest <laughs> This is why you guys were not going to the meet and greet last time, by the way. He wasn't at the meet and greet. Yeah, he wasn't at the meet and greet. We were all at the meet and greet. Representing, representing. I was making money. We were making money with the show. Michigan twice. Ask this guy. He's from Detroit. <laughs> um, woo! 
Whenever I see, like, with the bulletins, I don't know if anybody's familiar with MySpace or whatever, I see bulletins saying, like, I got new pictures, whatever, comment on it. Well, one that bothered me to begin with, but I just let that slide. The one day I went in, and three bulletins in a row were his saying, I got new pics, new fucking pics, check them out, and check out my pics and comment, please. So thus, the following Tuesday, I blew up on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I called him on the phone and blew up on him over the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Did he start crying? I don't know. No, he, he called in. We didn't have this kid on the phone. And then, and then yeah. I felt bad because he uh, he posted back that he quit listening for a while. He just started listening again. And the time he just started listening happened to be And he was like, geez, what's that? He's like, oh. Oh, I just started listening, and you guys are tearing me apart already. <laughs> but he's, he's, he's still really loyal, though. He's still a loyal Yeah, it doesn't matter how hard I drive into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> he, he literally <laughs> comments now. He commented and misspelled a word. He misspelled a word in one of his comments. And he commented again and was like, I'm so sorry. Soft remedy, please have mercy on my soul. Legitimate. This is all on the MySpace comments, just on our MySpace page. That's where a lot of the interaction came from. Now we have our own site, but still the interaction is still on the MySpace page, just I'm too lazy to put up a message for it or anything. Um, but I answer your question, you asked about Skype. Yeah, you guys are familiar with Skype. Um, well, we're thinking about the same thing. The thing is, like, let's actually have a landline, so we're going to do the cell phone through the soundboard thing. Mm-hmm. Um, see, we kind of worked out that all of our cell phones happen to have speakerphone. Yeah, and that's worked for us. Our, last you know, uh, our interviews we've done uh, with the wrestlers have been speakerphone held up to the mic. It works. It yeah. really does work. Yeah. Like I said, we're experimenting with this talk shoe. Um, you know, hopefully that will be a venue for for listeners to call in. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, when you got to think about when you're using Skype or, or talk shoe or something, your fans may not be the no, most technically knowledgeable, right. especially right. something like yeah, you know, wrestling fans. Like, Again, yeah. wrestling fans are the range. Go to a show, you'll see that. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, Tell them about your grandmother. <laughs> my, my grandmother-in-law. She, she uh, really represents the range in the wrestling. She is 83 years old right now. Uh, first start I heard of her when I started uh, going out with my now wife uh, was uh, a Christmas. She's a huge Stone Cold Steve Austin fan, received a shirt, and they have a video camera out. And to which point, she's like, give me Stone Cold Salute. <laughs> <laughs> 80-year-old grandmother, grandmother at the time, doing the Stone Cold Salute. She got a big life-size poster in her bathroom, and she's like completely into Austin. She's, she, then I come to find out, she's been watching wrestling since she was young. You know, she always watched it like her mother, watched boxing, you know. And so, you know, still, I read Monday, every Friday, you know, at least, uh, you know, call her and say, hey, wrestling's on, she loves hearing from me. They actually took her to a show. <clears throat> house show, raw house show in Elmira, New York, up that way. And uh, you know, we were nine rows back, it was a small place, of course he's probably that far back. And we had to hold her back and not going after Ric Flair. It's a cold out Ric Flair. I mean, Woo!
video shows you can't see any of this. Yeah, we haven't delved into the yes. video, so that's, yes. yeah. But, you can uh, see some actually, of our videos of, of us wrestling. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, that is the back there. We are, uh, we are filming. This will be our first foray into a video podcast. Some um, sort, shape, some sort, or form, yeah. or maybe just a YouTube post. I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> the, closest, the closest thing to this we've ever done before was um, uh, we all went to WrestleMania. No, not, not live. We no, went we to, went to his apartment. We went to his apartment. Clarify, we didn't go. That's how we labeled it, though, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mayhem goes to WrestleMania. Yeah, at, over at Allegheny Center. Oh, okay. so, um, but that's that's one of our closest brushes. We do broadcasting. Now, I, I do, like, with the rappers I'm involved with, uh, we do a video cast. Um, my whole idea behind that is I'm big, I, I got a videotape every show. You know what I mean? I don't want anything missed. I'm pissed off still that I couldn't get my first show videotape properly. Because <laughs> the sound messed up a lot. But uh, I'm always big on putting the clips up, and I also started this concept called Crap TV. Because it's been all crap. And, uh, and uh, it, it's, it's a uh, kind of a behind the scenes kind of look at it. You know, I'm trying to get fans into the rappers, of course. I was kind of hopefully maybe. Uh, put a DVD concept out because uh, I've seen a similar group called Twisted. Uh, they did this thing called the Purple Show. It was like a sketch comedy thing. It was really low budget. They did it on an eight millimeter camera, like on their own. You know what I mean? And these are rappers that don't really know anything about it. And everybody loved it. And then they ended up putting the, like four or five half hour episodes on DVD and sold it. So I'm like, you know, I'll do this. I get enough episodes, I put them on DVD, can sell it on the shows. Maybe it's higher quality compared to whatever YouTube's doing with my videos with compression, you know? And, you know, maybe put some extras on there, and hopefully that helps that. Um, so that's kind of been my proving grounds as far as the video thing goes. Other than that, other than that like, random videos I always put up before the daily YouTube uh, for the judge of those sites, like concerts and stuff, or uh, mini gatherings or whatnot. But uh, that's that's our video experience now. We're still getting into it. We've uh, hopefully learned a thing or two here, you know, today and tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Since this is, you know, obviously, it's been very video-centric for, uh, for PodCamp. And uh, yeah, the, the question I've been asked the most is, when are you guys going to start doing video? And I start thinking, maybe we should start doing video. And I so. think, and my group's <laughs> not big enough <laughs> video. But actually, good thing for YouTube, though, because the video we have done, it hasn't been show-oriented, but it's been, like, related to the show somewhat. Because uh, we have, like, he holds an event at uh, up north, and we usually go there, and uh, we put it up on YouTube, so even our fans can go to YouTube and watch us. And, and that's been great, because like, they go on there and say, we're wrestlers, we know what we're doing, and they put a video up and says, look, they do know what they're doing. You know, so people, I think raps, these guys know what they're talking about from both sides of the curtain. You know, we know these guys aren't wrestling. Oh, that thing was kind of boring at one time. Kind of, kind of. It was shaped like a ring. But you know, they haven't been rings, but they do matches, they don't do the crappy, you know, back our wrestling DVD, blood sport kind of crap. Yeah. You know, mostly. There's, there's, there are the good fans and the bad fans, like we said. There's, yeah, stuff. The there's, there's stuff that puts wrestling in a bad light, and there's stuff that actually puts it in a good light. But according to you know mainstream media and any anybody else who puts stuff on national television, they tend to skew it towards all the negative stuff, all the all the underbelly of the industry. And we try to paint it as, as well, as good as light as we can, when we can. If something's crap, we, we certainly say it's, it's shit. Mm-hmm. And then we voice our opinions entirely. But if something's really good, 
like uh, if we see a good technical match or a good storytelling, it's wrestling is a stage show, and no more, no more fake, more real than in movies. Uh, it's like it's a human stunt show. That's mm-hmm. with no second takes. Unless yeah, no real second takes. No unless you're counting. Yeah, no. Yeah, unless you're really bad. Right? We don't yeah, want to put you on live because we got to matches. Yeah, but besides that, yeah, we usually, you know, like we like to put, we like to have fans as many as we can. We tell all our fans, like, tell your friends, just even even if they don't listen to our show, just give wrestling a try because you know, sure, it has its upswings. It's actually in a downswing right now. It's not it's not too too popular. Ratings are a little slipping, but it runs in cycles. It'll it'll kick back up. And, and one thing related to that again, we got everybody raising their hands. If you Ever watch wrestling before we watch it now? Everybody watches. Yeah. It's a everybody. Everybody we've come into contact has had some sort of wrestling in their life. Like they watched it, they know somebody, family members watch it. Somebody has something to do with wrestling. Mm -hmm. Almost always. What we're doing is a niche, but it's a broader niche than people think. And and our I think we have enough personalities on this show between this group of guys. You've seen it here. <laughs> I, I hope, like, I know, like, how back there. Uh, Woo! Not <laughs> 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 much. Kyle back there. He doesn't even like wrestling. I tune in every Tuesday. <laughs> but I mean, you obviously, with the personalities, it's worth listening to. Yeah. I mean, another thing that uh, really will gauge, like, especially with wrestling with your fan base. A lot of things, me, a lot of us, anyway, we're all wrestling fans, video geeks, whatever else, um, video games, it just the whole broad spectrum, music, everything else. A lot of that's all in a bad light right now, based predominantly on the media, giving a bad name. A lot of, you've got the school shootings going on, Columbine, everything like that, Unabomber, whatever else, all blames media, video games, the music, video games, and all this stuff causes violence and everything else. And that a lot of that falls back into like how wrestling is, and of course gonna put it in a bad light and cut back pretty much a lot like our fan base is. You gotta have those people that are able to tell what's real, what's fake. And the number of kids that have tried doing the stuff they see on TV, you got kids with broken necks, kids with broken arms, deaths, everything else. And it just a lot of Actually, I don't know anywhere I'm going. You hear about people in the too. Oh, yeah. Some of that. I mean, it was, it was once uh, a story. CNN actually did a story, and it was actually a good story. They actually painted uh, professional wrestling. Well, they, they showed both sides. They showed both sides. And then they did skew more towards, like, it's good. Because they showed, like, kids getting out and doing stuff. And it was actually, it wasn't like... Hitting people with light tubes and hitting people with trash cans and stop signs. They, they, just, they started with a little bit of that. I think they even showed a kid in a wheelchair. Yeah. yeah they they were, they and then they're like, and then there's these guys. These guys were scripting their thing. They had storylines. Like they planned it. Mm-hmm. They, they showed them planning it out. And they, 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 ring, they had a ring built and they would go over stuff. Yeah. That. I mean, we have a really unique opportunity uh, through podcasting on this national and international level to uh, get a good message out and you know change people's minds. Um, we, we attract more fans, and like I said, we have a couple of 15, like 15 to 17 year olds, and we have a rare opportunity to influence these people as to don't let your friend hit you with light tubes. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, go ahead and let him hit you with the chair, but figure out how to do it right first, but don't let him hit you with light tubes. You know what I mean? We can, we can 
Or Dave. Or Dave just makes fun of Nate Diesel. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we, also I, I don't know why he still listens. I mean, we made fun of his mom's, we made fun of his mom's minivan. Uh, yeah, this is another thing that I'm really drilling for, too. <laughs> Alright, he's 15 or whatever, and for what was it, like 8 months, 8 months to a year or something, he had his learner's permit. Now, me personally, I can't say it because I was 17 before I got my license or anything, but I was trying my damnedest to get my license this whole time. And he's telling us... He's like, yeah, I just have my mom drive me around everywhere. He's like, we we had a, what he was talking about the event every year that Sword Coast, or like twice a year sometimes this year, it's called Sword Stock and such. Um, Woo! <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but Sword Stock and such, and the kid actually, <laughs> the kid actually said, he was like, the, the week after the event, um, we posted up because we got kind of messed up. We were really sore afterwards, and he posted on there. His post on Facebook was I just said, I just said Al. O W. And Nate Diesel posted up after him. Yeah, I was at Storkstock. My mom drove me up there and dropped me off. You're right, Lunchbox. Al rocks. It was such a great band. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> sorry, come in. Al, Al wasn't a band. You just say it hurt. And no, you weren't there. See, on the flip side, I'm just talking like this. Uh, another one of our fans, we actually, uh, we all, all of us talk to him on him, uh, quite often. Jimbo. Jimbo, he's the, he's the gentleman who's, who made the Wikipedia page for us. Hey man, he's about 15, 16? Yeah. Yeah, right like in New York. And I could have had the same opportunity. I was, because we, we talk about WWE Magazine, and it's actually a decent magazine and all this stuff, and he's like, yeah, I'm picking it up and buying it, and it's really good, and I enjoy it, and I was like, hey, you should get a subscription, since it's a lot cheaper, and he's like, oh, that's cool, I'll ask my mom for that for Christmas. And I could have, I could have flown <laughs> off the handle and been like, your mom, what's the matter with you, Jesus? But uh, no, I just thought I'd do something positive. <laughs> so so like, it's, uh, it seems to me that you could get a lot of mileage by doing a good cop, bad cop sort of thing where, you know, one of you just like slams the guy and someone else goes ahead. <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> that's your role. And then, then someone else goes ahead and put, you know, says, well, he's not so bad. You know, I can see this point, and, you know, you go back and forth. Oh, that's the I was like, dude, settle down. What's your problem with this guy? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Nate, Nate, you know, Nate, it's all right. You know, it's okay. Don't, don't. I think actually there was one of the brands I threatened to curve something. <laughs> 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 yeah, of course, more like, and he's like, okay, it's a good time right now to say that Doc Remedy's comments do not reflect the opinions of everybody here on the May we're, we're kind of doing a good cop, bad cop, because he, he just loves tearing a little kid apart. So I felt bad about it. So I was like, it's alright, I'll take you under my wing and you'll be fine. I call him the little D's. And it's good. But sadly, all this spawned for me making jokes about clown with mom. <laughs> <laughs> so he's taken to that something. He's taken yeah. he really he's like, thanks, Dad. <laughs> Whoa. Sometimes, sometimes we just rip on fans. Sometimes. Well, not as bad as we had a steam machine on the show. Yeah. We, we had another member. He would seriously probably offend it. He hates He hates the moms. He would just. Honestly, he had this. I think we lost a girl in Finland that used to listen yeah, to us. Yeah, we, we used to have a girl in Finland that listened to us. But I'm, we're, we haven't heard from her again because, like, she was, what, 14? And he decided to get creepy. <laughs> so, she doesn't listen anymore. He's not here. He's not on the show anymore either. He's not here. I think that one. But he does contribute on our website. 
came out home about retards one time. Yeah, he was like so passionate yeah. about it. And he's like, we shouldn't come to our schools. And we shouldn't walk on the streets. What are you saying? I'm trying to talk to him about it later. He's like, did I say that? Are you serious? Did I say that? Yeah, he like blacked out. Basically, what we're saying is, we have no idea how we get fans. We know how to keep them. Yeah. You you give the interaction, basically, we give the fans as much attention as any of us. They're loyal to us, and we're loyal to them. If they ask us for something, we'll do our best to do it. We also also have been holding the contest. Um, Yeah, we just started that. We decided to give a little something back to them. And we're like, well, the first nine people we get addresses from, mailing addresses. And uh, I think a lot of people say this stuff. A lot of people are going to be receiving hacks to say sign on on after this weekend. <laughs> Maybe. Speculation. Purely speculation. speculation. Woo! Oh. <laughs> that was fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, you had a question? Yeah, so I know you guys aren't really sure exactly how these fans come, but would you say with your MySpace presence, which sounds like it's pretty robust, is there any real silver bullet to sort of. Um, so building that MySpace presence and keeping it up there, keeping people back to your pages, and like just hit, hit everything you can. Yeah. Just we, my, we even go so far as to comment on our fans' pages. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah just them there. If you let them know that you're there, like you're not just on the show, you let them know that you exist as a person outside the show, and you show that like you care about them, and you can have like just ask how their day is, like outside, like if they're on AIM. Like Jimbo, he'll, he was on it. I'm like, oh, hey, how you doing, man? He's like, oh, wow, I just got back to school. We didn't mention the one uh, guy who just, another guy from England. Uh, he is an aspiring professional wrestler. So, Jack. And, yes, yeah. Jack. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he sent us he sent us a YouTube video of one of his matches. And we and called it on the air. Yeah, we, yeah, we, did, we did commentary. Yeah, I was like, okay, go to this link on the MySpace page, watch this <laughs> yeah. video from this point, and we'll, then it'll follow along with us. I don't yeah. know if anybody actually did that, but it was kind of fun to do on the air. And that was a good thing to interact with. And he said another match like a, a month or so later after he had a chance to videotape. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, hit up every avenue you can, like, and make sure they know that you exist outside the show. If you show yeah, if you show that at any time you can talk to them or something mm-hmm. somewhat and just interact with them, they'll be more willing to interact with you on the show. Mm-hmm. And if you give them a little bit of love on the show, they start saying, hey, you know, I was on the show, and like people start talking, like, wow, my friend was on there, like, there's are nice guys, yeah. you know, so, and whatever they're talking about, they help you. Go present yourself as untouchable. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. Um, on my face front, um, my philosophy with it was, look, I was introduced to it, and I started my own page, you know, personal page or whatever, but beyond that, I started seeing it as a marketing tool more than anything, you know, of course, there's a lot of people that do are, you know, that do care about their MySpace page and have friends and communicate with people. But right now I have four accounts. One's my personal one, one's for my band, uh, one's for this, and one's for Western PA Douglas Up. Now I'm really pushing the band on this show. Most interaction is on this show, as far as the MySpace. Because there is a a, feedback kind of thing going on there. And and a lot of what the fans and everything's come from just leave comments on the page. It, people come back and forth on the comments and, and, and say, hey, great show. It's like, hey, what you think about this on Raw or SmackDown or TNA or whatever? And you know, the, the video, I think, will be posted on YouTube. Iron Cheek video. Yeah. The infamous Iron Cheek video, they interviewed him, and he was just the most, most ridiculous interview. 
We want to interview Adam Sheehan. He's coming to Pittsburgh uh, in the beginning of December. The ninth soul. So no, he's he's insane. He's, he's, he's crazy. crazy. He thinks WrestleMania three was real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nobody, nobody told him that uh, that he doesn't have to you know pretend it's super real anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. He he like flipped out. They were they were like, well, you wrestled with this guy named Brian Blair. What was that like? And he was and this is a quote. This is a quote from the Iron Sheik. He's you like, look it up. That little that little fuck Brian Blair. I put him in camel clutch and I break his back. I fuck him in ass and I don't do it for God or Jesus, but for Mr. McMahon. <laughs> That was material for three weeks, Bruce. <laughs> three weeks. Every time we're in a wrestling match, and we see somebody get in the camel clutch, we go, humble him! Yeah. Put him in the camel clutch. I'm sure he's going to come out tonight. Yeah, and, it's, it's, and he's coming. He's coming. He'll be at a uh, convention or something. Yeah, Bruce San Martino. And so hopefully we'll get to go to the convention. Maybe we get to talk to him and stuff. And maybe we'll have a video of us at the energy. I'm not a butler. Sorry? Okay. Guys do a wrestling show on the public access channel in Buffalo. FNW? Is that fan up there? Yeah, Randy is the one of these names. Oh, I don't know who they are, but I've heard of them. I know they've got shows down in Santa Rachel on the south side here. <coughs> so, yeah, we're also trying to. Woo! We also try to. Right now, we're just trying to get hit all the grassroots uh, feds. Any any fed well, we, we wanted like IWC we're definitely trying to get involved with. They got really good talent. They got a lot of teammate guys in there. Uh, those got a lot of guys there tonight. Yeah. Um, and so I want to check out. Uh, is there a PWX or something in town? Yeah. Or some stream? We're, we're, we also get involved in that. Uh, like I said, a few of us do wrestle. We have a show coming up with uh, is it LBWF? Yeah. And um, like they have they have wrestlers from all over uh, Pennsylvania. And also, some of their guys wrestle in IWC, which is why we're seeing them. Like, basically, all the indie federations, it's like a web. Like, someone will always know someone who knows someone. Some and of those guys get called up to the big time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we interviewed a fabulous John McChesney uh, a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He's actually been on a couple of the shows uh, as a jobber as a on Raw. We might have beat his ass one week on Raw. Yeah, he's actually been up there, and, you know, it, I figured we, we interview a lot of indie people. You never know that could be the next. And it started. Next big guy. It, it started from knowing people. Like I, I ran into a local wrestler named Jason Gorey uh, when I went to a dope show. Like both times I went to a dope show last year in, uh, at the Rex here on the South Side. We ran into knew me from WPAJ, and he's like, "Hey, IWC." I was like, "Yeah, I've been meaning to go to a show. I finally had recently in the last couple of months." And I was like, "Hey, I'm going to do here. I'm going to do this thing now." And uh, from there, we back, we we interviewed his tag team partner, uh, Shima's Island. Was the uh, first male model of oh, the first, super female, female, first super female, female, female supermodel. So ridiculous thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then Fabius John McChesney, he like you know was hanging out with them at the table. Plus he knows a guy that works on WKJ with me. Um, up in here. So it's just like you know this whole connection thing. We're hoping to build up from there. Mm-hmm. You know maybe eventually. Like, like wrestling is a lot like podcasting. I mean wrestling, that whole industry is built off like he said, it's a web. Everybody's connected. Mm-hmm. With podcasting starting here, starting out in what was it, Boston? Boston, yeah. And now it's just going to be a web, and it's really going to be who knows who. Everybody knows this person, and just mm-hmm. takes space from there. Because there's wrestling, there's always the big guys that always be there, but there's always the little guys too, like the little feds and the little guys that are doing stuff in uh, gyms and uh, you know just social halls that are really good, really good talent, and they put on a really good show. 
and we think that they also deserve notice, and we have better access to them. Than so if we showcase them, you know, they can move up, and if they get big, you know, they can still we if we you know have a nice a nice good conversation, make a good impression on them, they can always come back. And, and it helps them out because now they're you know they might be uh, wrestling here and in like Ohio and Jersey or something like that, and they're getting on the national. You know, maybe somebody will hear about me over here, maybe a promoter will come to me. So that helps them out as far as that goes. And 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 aside from that, we're advantaged because we're in Pittsburgh, which has always been a hotbed for wrestling. Always been a hotbed for wrestling. We have three friends here. We actually get to school in Philadelphia. Philadelphia is a hell of a wrestling town. But uh, it was it was John Machado, right? When we interviewed him, he just, he said he just got back from Europe doing a European tour. Mm-hmm. So I think he might have been a Japanese tour too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That's the rest of so, uh, any, uh, any final questions? My question would be for each one of you, uh, what wrestler would you pick personally as the most entertaining you've ever seen? I mean, personally, I would say Thorsey and Steel. But uh, for each one of you, which one would you choose? Shark Boy? <laughs> this is ridiculous wrestler who never wins and wrestles in a shark mask. <laughs> He's fantastic. That's a tough one. Um, <clears throat> I'd have to say, probably The Undertaker. He's probably, he's so imposing yeah. as like, I mean, when you see him live, it's nothing like him. It's so, when his music hits and stuff, it's, you get chills. And it, he really has been entertaining to watch, especially he's been wrestling for like some 14, 15 years, mm-hmm. and he's been entertaining all throughout his whole career. So, um, I should probably impose real quick, guys. It is four o'clock, so I'm alerting all the rooms. I mean, it's time for the last session to switch over. So, if you guys do want to start moving out to the next spot, Justin, I want you to see this. Woo! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you all for coming. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Check us out. Tell your friends. Wrestling with Amy Sharp, calling cards everywhere. Take some pocket. Hey, we got a spot. Hey.